Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. This is episode 15. I'm joined by Duncan again, and today we're going to be talking about testosterone, some hormones in general as well as like some supplements okay so i kind of want to start off this uh podcast in this episode with just saying that the point of this episode is to be informative Mm -hmm. um there seems to be a lot of like misinformation just misguided bullshit out there and really the first like thing that caused me to want to like come up with an episode like this is when the head writer of avatar the blue people, <laughs> not, not the last airbender. Um, he let out a tweet talking about how testosterone was like a toxin and all this bullshit. And I think that he didn't realize that women also have testosterone and they actually have more testosterone than <clears throat> estrogen. estrogen. Yeah. Um, and so like, there's a lot of things that we just don't necessarily understand. And I think societally, we also think testosterone, that's the male thing. Estrogen, that's the female thing. Right. And it's bad for men to have estrogen, and it's bad for women to have testosterone. And no, not really. Um, it's it, just generalizations. I yeah. Mean, you, can't, you can't expect anything different from mainline society. I mean, as we've talked about this in general, a lot of what we've been doing is trying to break down common misconceptions because society tends to generalize certain mm-hmm. things, especially when it comes to fitness, dieting. Yep. And on top of that, the more niche you get, on it tends to get a little bit more generalized which yeah. is weird because it's like you'd think once you get past like the certain like surface level of a community that things tend to avoid being generalized but the reason they do get generalized is because they are somewhat popular mm-hmm. i mean in the case like in this episode we'll talk about steroids there's gonna be a lot of generalizations that will break down uh while talking about those and so yeah and also as we get down to this more like chemical makeup of the human body and mm-hmm. this very like specialized almost sub science within the gym community you have to understand that a lot of the people who are talking have to talk from personal experience because yeah. there's so many side effects and there's so many variables there that one person can go on to like some like trend and be a fully functioning human being someone else goes on trend and they're a rage machine yeah. Um, and maybe they're, they're on the exact same dose. It's just their genetic makeup or something else about their lifestyle that has caused this problem. And so what ends up happening is we tend to demonize or categorize certain things and certain actions as like yeah. bad. Um, and then the people who are kind of having like a good time with it or at least are having pretty neutral responses to these drugs or to these, you know, habits, they're not necessarily going out of their way to talk about it. Right. Just because, I mean, it works for them, but at the same time, they're not the rage machine that's garnering all this tension. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things. It's like, how more, when you go to a restaurant and you have bad service, are you more likely or less likely to leave a review than if you were just serviced like normal? You know, mm-hmm. it's the same with Amazon. If you get your product and it's just like torn to hell, you're going to leave a bad review and make sure that someone knows about it, right? Yep. So bad comments tend to take a lot more precedent over neutral comments and, you know, in some cases, good comments. Sometimes there's enough good comments that the, it outweighs the bad ones. But, you know, as far as, like, the real thing that needs to shine above is the neutral, the the middle ground, the, 
the 50% of the people that fall between extremes, uh, that's kind of what a lot of people need to know because they also need to, because then it's not just one or the other. It's not five-star service or one-star service. It's there's an entire scale between five and one that you can experience, Mm -hmm. um, which is really important when it comes to things like this. And, uh, you know, again, we'll talk about that. Roid monster is probably a good example. I mean, (laughs) you know, every, so you hear roid monster and then it's like, eh, steroids are bad entirely. So anyone that does steroids is doing something amoral. And then we step into a boundary of demonizing people for something that for some people is a necessity to retain something about their youth as Mm -hmm. they, you know, get older. Yeah. And so I think that the first thing that we should be doing is just kind of going through some of the very common terms, especially surrounding like testosterone and estrogen that we'll be using in this episode and that you'll probably end up hearing. And I think that it's important to just identify what testosterone and estrogen do. So (laughs) testosterone, you know, everyone kind of knows libido, um, your sex drive, but also testosterone uh, impacts your bone mass, your fat distribution, your muscle mass, your strength, the production of red blood cells, um, your production of sperm. And so a lot of these things are, if you think about like super masculine men, you know, these big bodybuilders, well, think testosterone, Mm -hmm. but also think, you know, the things that you can't quite see, your bone density is going to be higher due to your um, increased level of testosterone, usually um, along with like other genetic factors. And that's another thing to think about is just because you have a hormone, doesn't mean that your body is going to treat it properly. It also um, depends on like genetic factors, lifestyle and other things like that. And so that's another thing that I think that we struggle to do is to understand that just because the hormone does the thing doesn't mean your body will use it properly. Right. Um, Definitely. And so then estrogen is also a growth based hormone. Um, It specifically is for your growth, your development, um, your psychology, and it helps with the human reproductive system as well, especially within females. Um, And so a lot of the estrogen stuff is more psychologically based, um, very much in your like neuroendocrine system, your skeletal system. And then also it helps with your adipose and cardiovascular systems. Mm -hmm. And so all this stuff, you can more think about like if you have to set out two spheres, estrogen is very much helpful in all of your day-to-day stuff. And then testosterone, testosterone helps a little bit more in the gym or a little bit more in like high stress situations. Um, however, they both also overlap and help out with a bunch of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another term that you might come across is SHGB, which is just simply your sex hormone binding globulant. You need this in order for your body to kind of transport it. Um, however, also regulating it, is something that a lot of like steroid users are very um, prone to do because if all of your testosterone and estrogen are attached to your SHBG, then it's not actually being used throughout your body. And so there's a lot of manipulation there with like talking about free testosterone, free estrogen so that they can actually use that stuff to build their muscles. Um, Dihydrotestosterone is one of the biggest, the biggest forms of testosterone that is used to, help out your developmental system it's responsible for most of your secondary characteristics so for guys think your um, facial hair think your pubic hair um, a lot of like your muscle development or at least telling it where telling your body where to like um, grow out your muscles a lot of that 
uh, chiseled jawline, a lot of that stuff is affected by your dihydrotestosterone. And then you have your androgens, which are a group of sex hormones. So, you know, that that is kind of talking about your testosterone and your estrogen along with a couple other things. Um, and so a lot of androgens are going to be used as steroids. Yep. Um, and so that's usually when you're talking about like an androgenic response or anything like that, that's where that is. And usually if you're adding androgens into your body, um, it's going to reduce your body's ability to produce its own um, testosterone and estrogen. And so there are a lot of myths and rumors about testosterone that I think we should talk about right now. And one is uh, talking about like male pattern baldness and beard growth. So a lot of people kind of understand that guys sometimes go bald. Yep. Um, however, and they also understand that guys also tend to grow beards. Something that's really cool to me at least is that the um, chemical that causes male pattern baldness is the same chemical that causes beard growth. It's um, your dihydrogenous testosterone. Uh, we often refer to it as DHT. And the only thing that um, affects where the DHT goes and how you respond to it is pretty much your genetics. Yeah. It's, I believe, your mother's father. If your mother's father has male pattern baldness, then you're probably going to have male pattern baldness, or at least it's a much higher propensity to have that, um, I guess, affliction. And then facial hair growth is more of a general genetic uh, makeup. But all that is kind of showing, you know, if you're worried about your testosterone production or something like that, those are good places to look is to see these things. Um, and then also we can talk about aggression and libido. So testosterone is a pretty big impact on aggression. Um, it's one of the reasons why males are a bit more aggressive than females on average. Yep. And they're also, you know, a lot more likely to have sexual urges and drives. Um, and none of this is to say that you can't control these things. However, it is a good and important uh, distinction to say that, yes, testosterone does affect um, these things. Um, and then, as we've said before, a very important you know, point is to show that women have more testosterone than estrogen. It's not common to have a crap ton of estrogen. And usually, like, to treat cancer, um, estrogen is oftentimes... A, they'll try to reduce it in the body because it is one of the more um, growth-based hormones. And so if you can reduce estrogen, then hopefully you can try and slow the, the cancer. Um, another thing that we can talk about in estrogen is it's found in men and women. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a, a female thing. Um, and so, again, like, just understand that it's not like estrogen is for women and testosterone is for men. Um, it's kind of like a ridiculous, almost like kindergartner-esque notion. And I think that our society kind of really like hypes down on that. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of like the soy boy. Yeah, you know? definitely. Like yeah. you're not a man because you have estrogen. Well, <laughs> everyone has estrogen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, there's certain things that you can do to increase the amount of estrogen in you as a male. And that might have some health impacts, but at, at the same time, like you have estrogen in your body yep. already. Um, so another thing that we can talk about is your natural ways to increase test. So there's basically 
um, two ways to increase your test. You can yep. go natural or you can go unnatural. Um, you know, your unnatural is like your supplementations and your steroids. And when we talk about supplementation, I'm talking direct supplementation of testosterone to your yep. system. Um, however, if you want to go about um, increasing your testosterone the natural way, there's a couple benefits here. One is that it's usually safer and usually less likely to carry side effects, especially side effects that would impact you for the rest of your life. And also natural uh, methods of increasing testosterone usually don't impact your body's natural ability to uh, mm-hmm. produce its own testosterone. Yep. Usually when you're um, trying to increase like your sex hormones through natural methods, you're just helping your body create its own using its own mechanisms and systems. Yeah. Um, one of the best ways to increase your testosterone is exercise. Uh, three strength periods a week has shown to increase uh, testosterone production by a pretty big amount. Part of this is because your body understands, hey, I need this hormone that's helpful in building muscle. Um, there's some diet things in there as well that help uh, increase your testosterone. Most of that is just healthy eating you have to make sure that you have the correct uh, proteins the correct fat the correct carbohydrates you don't want to be um super like liberal with your sugar yeah um there's a lot of different like diet-based health conditions that will affect your um, testosterone production and creating like including like blood pressure issues um and that type of stuff and a lot of that is linked to diet as well you can then do certain supplementation. Um, so creatine actually can impact your testosterone. It's kind of in a roundabout way. Right. Um, the main function of creatine is helping you store water in your muscles. However, because of that, if you can lift heavier, you can cause more um, muscle growth. There are certain mechanisms <clears throat> in that realm that help increase your testosterone. That's why certain people, especially who are hypoactive, um, active and hypo-reactive to creatine, they will get some hair loss. That's where that whole idea of, like, if I take creatine, I'm going to lose my hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> you that's have, not why you lost that's, hair. Yeah, that's, like, it, it It might have been a small reason to increasing your hair loss. But, again, male pattern baldness gene, uh, no. Um, it has to kind of increase your DHT, and it then has to also make it to your scalp and not to your face. Um, and all those things kind of are very loosely connected to creatine. However, like creatine's not going to double or triple your testosterone. It's going to like increase it by a small factor. Yep. Um, unless you're one of these people with like super low testosterone to begin with and you don't go to the gym um, and you go to like the gym and you start taking creatine, like then you can you see a huge increase. Better. You're going to see a lot um, of, yeah. And, also, a lot of these supplements, it's a good um, piece to notice that there could be some natural um, bias and some um, like healthy user bias in here as well. Because like the type of person who takes creatine also is the type of person that usually goes to the gym, also is the type of person who usually diets well, also is the type of person who cares about their sleep. And all these things we know increase testosterone. So sometimes it can be hard to parse out how much like these certain supplements help you compared to like how much of this is just your lifestyle. Right. Um, And we can't just ask people, Hey, stop doing all the crap that benefits you other than this one thing. Yeah. Um, So we can test it specifically. Yeah. It's, it's kind of immoral to do that. (laughs) 
It's also like it's also like in the situation where it's like if you want to increase your test and when it comes to things like this, like it does not negatively affect you to improve your sleep. Mm-hmm. It does not negatively affect you to improve your diet mm-hmm. other than maybe temporarily. It doesn't negatively improve you to insert exercise into your life. So if we know that all of them improve your test, either primarily or through some secondary facet, I I don't understand the necessity to understand a specific statistic on the quantity of that as opposed to like just knowing that it will and seeing improvement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But that might be coming from a person who's less specific on the numbers and more like as a general rule of thumb, it would be very important for this. Yep. You know, just something like that. Um, there's also two kind of bigger and more popular supplements that can increase testosterone. Um, now, we don't necessarily know the mechanisms to these, and it's Tongao Ali and Fidogia Agrestis. Both of these supplements um, almost always are recommended to be cycling on and off of, especially because we do not know the mechanism through which they work. Um, Fidogia Agrestis, like, the studies have not shown any clear mechanism through which they increase testosterone. However, it has shown some correlative evidence that it does increase testosterone production. Um, the Tonga Ali, however, we do notice that there's an increase in free testosterone and a decrease in amount of testosterone that's um, linked to your SHBG. And so it's thought to have some type of effect with your body binding things to your SHBG. Mm-hmm. Um Again, we do not know the exact and clear mechanism through this, and it could um, show that Tongat Ali does have negative effects on your body. It's just right now the there hasn't been enough um, study on these supplements. Yeah. However, we do know that they do seem to increase your testosterone through some mechanism. Yep. Um, and we've talked about sleep. Sleep's so important. Um, yep, for males, winning actually can increase testosterone. And this is part of a psychological thing. Um, I know specifically within males, your natural, you know, um, disagreeableness is just increased. And so thinking about you being kind of at the top of a hierarchical pyramid doesn't work, but proving to yourself that you're kind of closer to the top will increase your body's testosterone. And this is thought because if this is thought, because of natural and evolutionary um, pressures. If you're a winner, then you should probably be having more kids. And so it's kind of, we're going to spike your libido. Um, uh, Again, it's the winning thing is kind of a psychological and um, factor. However, we do know that if you win and you win regularly, this can help. Right. Um, that being real winning, not yeah. necessarily like winning games on your phone. Yeah, it's winning in some form of competition against other humans, mm-hmm. right? Whether that be on in the job, in the job realm, you're competing with other people for promotions, you get promoted sooner, or whether it's you know competing against a rival company and doing something, competing in some form of event, some form of sport, something. Something where the physical attainment is real, the results are real, and people will give you praise for what you have done. And you have to recognize it. Yes, personally. It is very important for you to understand that you have won. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes, you know, the praise is enough to kind of trigger this mechanism, but it's never worked when someone's been like, well, I didn't know I won. Um, right. And so then we can also talk about the one thing that no guy ever wants to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> so, Shucks. <laughs> so if you have ever been in like a boxing um ring or if you've like talked to ufc fighters watch their um interviews there seems to always be this weird thing where like they're like well i haven't fucked in a week or i haven't fucked in two weeks and that's my thing well it turns out there's some scientific evidence to back that up Mm -hmm. um so over the course of a week um your body starts to increase testosterone production after your last um ejaculate ejaculation and so over this period the testosterone starts to increase and increase and increase and then it plateaus um and so the idea behind this for this mechanism is basically you went from fucking to not fucking so you need to find a mate and the increase in testosterone is supposed to help you find a mate it's supposed to incentivize you to find a mate and then also if you're not finding a mate work on yourself as well as additionally track a mate through pheromonic Things where you're outputting more things, getting your body into the situation where you are ready to reproduce again. It's quite simple. So because of this, minimal masturbation is probably good for you. Also, minimal masturbation from a men's health and um, psychology standpoint, also very important. Um, And so, yeah, just don't rub one out every day. Yeah, stop slapping it out too (laughs) too frequently. Yeah. More um, than once a day, too frequent. <laughs> once a day, again, too frequent. Yeah. Cut it down. Yeah. Cut it out. So now we can talk about our more unnatural ways of supplementation and steroids. Um, so there's HRT and TRT. Um, HRT is just hormone replacement therapy, and TRT is um, testosterone replacement therapy. The reason why there's kind of two is because sometimes guys only need a testosterone like replacement however some people especially females need a mix of both as they get later in age and usually these therapies are more focused on replacing someone's levels back to where they were when they were younger and their body was functioning normally um there's a lot of stuff that i've seen especially in the, the medical literature showing that we'll probably have in like 40 or 50 years, that'll just be the standard where guys hit about 40, 50 years old, they're on TRT. Um, And it's getting that way now. I mean, you'd be surprised by the amount of people that are on TRT. And obviously you said younger. The key word is younger. You Mm -hmm. know, you want, it's in a lot of cases, people that are in their late 30s, 40s, and even into their 50s that are realizing, wow, like, my testosterone levels are depleting, decreasing, and that's expected. That's yep. normal. That's how humans are developed. That's how we're built. We kind but, of fall apart as we yeah, get older. Exactly. Who knew? Because the idea is, is that, you know, you grow up, your body's charged up, you reproduce, and then after that, you stay alive long enough for your young to do the same. Yep. That's kind of like the basic level goal. But now that we're getting, you know, to the point where we've got that kind of, you know, locked down on on average now it's time for us to extend that period where people are in top practical health 
which is what this TRT is doing. So people like Joe Rogan are on TRT. Yep. A lot of famous people, especially a lot of people that come from a fitness background that are getting up in age. They're going to get on TRT to keep – it keeps you in health. It keeps yep. you in a lot better health. And I'm going to be honest. I'm interested to figure out how this is going to play out as these people that are getting on it in their 50s progress into their 70s mm-hmm. and progress into their 80s because – I mean, we could potentially be seeing something that extends the life of men a, a lot. Yeah. So. Um, and so then we can also talk about steroids. Um, so steroids boost your test, your androgens, your other hormones past normal amounts, and they're often coupled with serious side effects. Mm-hmm. You can go to Reddit. <laughs> and you can look for yeah. yourself on all the bullshit people have done on stuff like trend stuff like gear um sometimes it works for people yeah. and you would be surprised by how many people are on steroids some form despite what the rock says man does not <laughs> look natty um a lot of famous people People in the Hollywood media, especially, are probably not natty. <clears throat> if they <Hemsworth>. played, <laughs> if they played a superhero, they're probably not natty. And it's not because they don't have the drive or the willpower. It's probably because they don't have the time. It like it takes years and years and years to get to the point where you look like a god. Yeah, especially in the acting world. I mean, and it's like act- have you seen actors some of the don't crazy have that things that actors do for roles? Yeah. I mean, these people go on test, and the thing is, is Here's, here's one common misconception. We need to get the fuck out of the way. Steroids do not make you grow muscle. Mm-hmm. You don't take steroids and then sit around and get bigger. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well, like, okay, like you okay, can okay, take a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like, like, you'd be seeing these guys that are, they're, they obviously shoot up, right? Yeah. But do you know how much they're in the gym? Do you know how much food they're eating, too? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, some of these dudes, they'll get on test and then they're eating 5,000 calories a day and in the gym three hours a day, you know, and then maybe they got a rest day or two. But I mean, like these guys are, if they're not chowing, they're working, they're, they're exercising, you know, especially like these younger guys that are shooting up like five different types of tests. They're on tons of tests. Is it going to kill them later? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's one of those things like it does not just make you juiced, like, like yoked. Yeah, and a lot of the steroids, like their main goal is to allow you to be in the gym for 12 hours a day and then go home, sleep, and then wake up and be pretty much restored and ready to go at it again. Um, And so understanding that a lot of PEDs are in athletics too. Um, the The USADA does pretty well with most things. However, you can... You're the only person. You can watch... Well, they do the best with what they can. However, yeah. most sports teams have scientists on them. <laughs> what do you think their job is? Um, yeah. And so, I mean, like, I, I think back to the Lance Armstrong debacle, you know, where everyone was super up in arms that this man was on a couple of different PEDs, from what I remember. And yet, when they tried to look for, like, the next best person who wasn't on a PED after the fact to try and give his medal to, it was the 14th place individual, which means that the top 13 of people had PEDs in their system around race day. And it's like, that's fucking crazy. 
But you also have to understand, like, all these individuals are at the top of their game, and they're trying to do the best that they can. And if one person does it, then a lot of other people are going to do it, try and make sure that they are um, there and working just as hard and able to compete. Yeah. And another thing with steroids. Nowadays, some people are getting to the point where they're playing steroids like video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I got to get this one and this one and this one. And, and then be taking like nine different types of steroids to high quantities. You go on YouTube and watch some videos about it. Some of these like scientists that are explaining how steroids work, they'll tell you it's like, yeah, back in like the 70s, mm-hmm. yeah, they're shooting up. But it's one of those things like what those dudes would take in a day is what the dude would take nowadays with breakfast. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where like the scales are like nowadays the guy might take the quantity that they would take back then in a week. Yep. I mean, people are juicing up. Right. And also back then, I mean, all they had was test. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Basically. But um, I, again, that's another reason to be hesitant and yeah. do a lot of research on this stuff because like even if we do have a length of study on them specifically, the quantities that people are using them now is higher. I mean, you're just not going to study that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like some of these dudes are juicing up $10,000 worth of steroids a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not going to get scientific studies in high volumes yeah. for long periods of time on something that costs that much. I mean, look just, at Liver King stack. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which he's now 17 days natty. <laughs> yeah um and i think it's also important to understand that like they're like take pride in being natty and, and having the physique that you have but also understand that there are certain physiques out there that are impossible to get natty yeah or that are nearly impossible because you have to have perfect genetics and so i think that it's very important for you to like if you're watching a movie or if you're watching a competition understand that not only are these people putting in so much work that you just can't put in because you actually have a job and a life that doesn't pay for you like that for type of lifestyle that. also understand that they might not be natty yeah. don't be super intimidated by chris hemsworth and being like well i can never reach his physique ever no matter how hard i try because i can't put in the effort no you can't reach his physique because he's on peds and you're not yeah and it's like that. But I'd also say with this in mind, don't be the kind of person that's like that demonizes people that do take yeah. steroids. There's a reason why they're probably taking them. I mean, a lot of times, and this is comes from people I've heard on the internet and stuff like that. There are some guys that take steroids to make their body look a certain way so they don't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a very serious problem for a lot of people to feel so uncomfortable with the way they look that they need these things to enhance the way their body looks just to make them feel good enough to stay around Mm -hmm. there's that there's also like to compete at these high level sports you just need some assistance you know what i'm saying especially with the way and the and the you know the how far competitiveness in these top echelons is getting you know stuff a hundred years ago even the same sport with maybe even the same rules Mm -hmm. the people back then couldn't even hang with normal level people trying to do this stuff nowadays it's just not the way it is anymore and On top of that, when we're talking about TRT and stuff like that, a lot of older guys are getting on this stuff. And that's technically, like, a lot of people will bulk that in with steroids. Don't, like, again, don't demonize people for taking tests. Yeah, there's there's risk, there's stuff. But they've probably done their research. And if you don't know whether or not they've done their research, 
it's not your place to demonize them. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And there's there's a huge difference between like a replacement mm-hmm. and a Definitely. steroid. Definitely, like part of the reason why steroids are so unpredictable in their side effects is because they are boosting your hormones past the level of normal ranges to well beyond yes well beyond nothing i mean that's why these people got roid rage unhuman physiques like non-human physiques or humans to just super extent like you know what i'm saying like and then they also happen to have oftentimes neurocognitive degeneration you know roid rage um Sweats, bro. just sweats. <laughs> yeah, some of these stories are like crazy high libidos, like uncontrollable. Like yeah. the quality of life for banging like thousands of dollars of steroids into your system. Just like do your research yeah. for the love of God. Yeah, and understand what you're putting into yourself. Yeah, and, and on top of that, that should a lot of times give like a balance to what the studies you're reading. Yeah, the studies you're reading is probably for a normal amount of, uh, you know test you know assistance mm-hmm. probably and maybe it boosts it past a little bit because you know obviously that is allowed yep. but there's a certain level where it's like these dudes are taking everything at once they're mixing it like you know kids in a chemical lab yeah. is it's like you know yeah they do know what each of them does but what all of them do do in tandem yeah they're big mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> yeah they're big but Another thing is length of time. And a lot of, a good chunk of people don't cycle off. Yep. Make sure you cycle, make sure you do your research and make sure you pay attention to your body as you're taking these things. Mm-hmm. It's quite simple. So do you have anything else you want to add on that topic? No. All right. Well, with that being said, this is not medical advice, but nope. I do suggest you do your research. Uh, not only to the amount that you think you need it, but probably double that just to be sure. <laughs> and talk to a doctor. Yes. Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> Always so talk to your primary health care physician. Especially when it comes to taking steroids, getting on TRT, getting on HRT, anything like this. And uh, with that being said, we'll see you guys next time. See you.